Welcome to Wholeness, a podcast for women. Explore and connect with your feminine body and discover your wholeness through simple embodied practices and open conversations. With women's yoga therapist, Kate Payne, and women's physiotherapist, Taryn Gordon. Hi, I'm Taryn. And I'm Kate, and welcome back to another episode of the Wholeness Podcast. And today, Taryn is taking the lead on the conversation, and I'll be doing more of the question asking as we explore a topic that is uh, such a big one and, and one that I just know that you're so passionate about, and I can't wait to dive in sex and sensuality. And This is going to be a really diverse conversation and I'm excited to learn so much about this aspect of your work and your passion with supporting women in this space. So perhaps you could start by giving an overview of the passion that you do have for this space and where that passion stems from. Mm, Well, thank you. That's a great question because, to be honest, this is not a topic that um, even maybe two years ago I would have felt that comfortable with, but certainly through the actual one-to-one work that I've done with women, it has been a conversation that we have had over and over again and one that... uh, you know, once you see, start to see the interconnectedness of everything in our world um, and how women experience their bodies sensually and sexually, um, I couldn't help but get more and more passionate about it and more vocal about it as well because we do need to have more and more conversations about this. And so I wouldn't see myself as an expert um, in the field of sex and sensuality but what I have had exposure to is lots of very real and honest and open and heartfelt conversations with women who express how they do feel about sex and how they experience sex and how they would want to experience sex and the divide between how they experience it and how they would like to experience it. Uh, And so, yeah, the passion is really, um, for me, comes from this is another aspect of our wholeness and our complete well-being that we need to tend to, that women are wanting to tend to, and yet another, um, I'm going to use the word taboo, um, topic where we don't have open conversations that we don't have the access to sharing information around because it's seen too um, too taboo, too shameful. Mm -hmm. Um, And women are having these very common experiences as in um, when I speak to women, they often feel like they, they must be the only woman who is experiencing this. And there's so many commonalities and patterns that I start to see. Um, And if we just open more and more conversation about this, more dialogue, 
then we could share and absorb each other's wisdom and feel just so more so much more at home in our bodies and at home in the experience of having a sensual and sexual connection with ourselves and with another person before we dive into what sensuality and sex is in this context where do you feel like that conversation needs to start oh so many spaces really i think i think it needs to start with yourself an honest conversation and reflection inwardly around what are your own beliefs about sex what are your values around sex and sensuality how do you perceive sex and sensuality and where did that come from for mm. you and is it even true and real for yourself mm. um it, it then opens to you know it really depends because sex is such a sensitive topic uh that you know for some women it may be with their girlfriends and for some women that is not the right space to start talking about it and we can often have very different um yearnings although from my experience when I've really sat with women and asked what do they really want to experience from sex we want to feel safe we want to feel connected connected to ourself, connected to the person who we're experiencing um, the, the intimacy with. And we want to feel safe to be in our body and present with ourselves. And so that's often the, the things that want, women are wanting to experience during sex. But it depends, you know, um, maybe in friendship groups, it's not the safe space um, without the judgment and without, um, you know, there could be, be so many different contexts there. I also think in, in sacred women's circles is a beautiful space for it to be the conversation where there is, you know, the, the space is designed for no judgment. We're not needing to give advice. We're here yes. to openly listen and share experiences. And that is where, you know, sometimes in a friendship, friends feel like they need to give advice they feel like they need to um, offer a response and sometimes there is no response other than just the listening component so I think from yeah within and um, within sacred safe spaces and then of course with the person who you are having the sex with you know is a great great space to um, to start but often isn't um, when we don't feel really um, safe to be connected with ourselves and safe within our own body, um, even though energetically and physically we're inviting people into our space, mm -hmm. into our body, um, that conversation is more challenging to have um, with our partners or it can feel more challenging. And I feel like if we begin with our, ourselves first, then that's almost like the natural evolution of the conversation. And isn't that a strange paradox that we can be so intimate as women with other people in the form of sex and yet 
to have an open conversation with that same individual about that experience is so challenging. Mm-hmm. And what that brings to mind is this exploration of sensuality, of being clear on what it is that brings you joy, that brings you pleasure, how you feel safe to explore your body outside of the actual um, intimacy with that with another individual. What is it that you're exploring in your own body? Can you speak more to those pieces around women accessing what brings them joy and pleasure and how they can begin to explore their body in a way that offers them sensuality without the sex component? Because would you say that that is an important distinction to make as well, that that you can have the sensuality without the sex piece? Absolutely, absolutely. And I feel that's the the sensuality is the foundation to experience the sexuality at uh, the level and in the way in which we imagine or want it to feel. And so without that more simple sensual connection, it's almost like we're asking our body too much uh when it's a sexual connection so bringing it back down to that real those simple pleasures and I love that you used uh, the words pleasure and joy and what brings you connection within your body to those sensations and those feelings within your body uh, and making it not about the sex at all because we can make it all about the sex and I feel like that's when it makes it so um, overwhelming it feels confronting to talk about it feels way too vulnerable um, but and not in a there's there's different um, when I talk about being vulnerable in a way that feels very safe and connected Um, And so, yeah, bring it back to that sensual connection. And it is what brings you in your body the joy and the pleasure. And that that to experiment with, to begin with, to connect with those things can be anything. It It could be a tactile or sensory thing. So it could be scent. It could be sound. It could be movement. It could be something aesthetic. Uh, and there are so many ways that we have disconnected from joy and pleasure because we're in that productivity uh, mindset. And when we're connecting with joy and pleasure just for the scent, um, for the simple joy and pleasure of it, um, no other outcome other than feeling joy within ourselves, pleasure, and this goes back to the conversation around creative uh, creativity and creating for creativity's sake that brings us back to that connection of sensuality that can be a very sensual experience creating simply for this um, purpose of creating and Mm self-expression so yeah I think for every woman um, the exploration begins at um, how 
How do I experience joy and pleasure in my body? What connects me to those things? Where have I perhaps lost that along the way? And what would have me feel safe to begin to explore that again with full permission for it to um, feel like and look like however I want it to? Mm. My sense is that they're definitely, (laughs) we have definitely missed that step when in whether that whether it be and probably most likely a lack of education when we are at an age where we are becoming sexually active if women uh, young women were appropriately educated and informed about their bodies and about sensuality and about pleasure and joy and connection that this skipping of this step really to move kind of straight into the sexual act um, would be less present, I sense, in society overall as a whole. And um, it really circles back to so many of the conversations that we've had in past episodes and that you and I have really on a daily basis around this connection into the body, the honouring of the female body, the needs of the female body, the changes in, uh, in life cycles, um, changes in hormo- hormones. I mean, there's so many pieces here that I'm sure have huge impact on one, our ability to feel sensual and connect in with our body. And then, of course, then to have an, an, a depth of understanding of how our body works, where we're at in our life cycle, how we feel on any given day. I mean, even the intuition piece around, like, should I even be having sex with this person, um, you know, would be, a big, would be a big one, I'm sure. It's such a huge, huge topic to to dive into but I wonder if you could speak to the aspects of uh, perhaps specific you, you mentioned a few practices um, broadly sound uh, scent uh, are we talking specific can you talk more specifically about some of those things is it self um, I know there's uh, for me, Abhyanga, um, oil massage, in it's an Ayurvedic technique. It's really beautiful um, and it is, uh, you know, it's great for, for so many things, including getting more in tune with your body and bringing touch to your own body. And so I wonder if you could explore some practices or suggestions of where women might want to start if they're feeling like to go fully into a conversation about sex is not quite where they're where they're at and just having simple connection with their body is their baseline right now where does someone like that start Mm, such a great question and this does um 
you know, spark a reminder of the conversation that we had through your beautiful women's yoga teacher training and that embodied practice where um, we were moving through some beautiful sensual movement is how I would describe it. And it was, you know, pelvic bowl connected movement, um, which is often the space that we feel very um, uncomfortable going into our body. And so, you know, the pieces need to be that it, it's very it's very much led with self-love, mm. kindness and self-compassion and a very gentle approach and we're being curious. We're not trying to find an answer. We're not trying to find a fix. We're not trying to make our body different in some way, but we're approaching in that very gentle way that I'm going to come into my body, into myself with a curiosity, but making sure with up the utmost importance, compassion, kindness, love, and safety. Mm-hmm. And when we move into these practices, and particularly, it's often the, the pelvic bowl connection that can feel um, quite um, daunting is maybe the word that's coming to mind. Um, so, but it's, it's, it's very much about the approach that we use and that it's self-led, self-paced. Um, and you will know your, you know, your sort of the line of which where this is um going from a sensation of feeling safe and curious to being pushed to an edge that feels really actually uncomfortable Mm -hmm. because that is so counterintuitive to what we're trying to achieve here. Mm -hmm. Um, And we we talked about in that practice, um, I um, offered an invitation to women, if you would like to experience touch to your body um, and, you know, very much body led touch how does your body want to move and express itself and what would what would the touch and the nurturing um to self be like and how would that um feel for you and so what I want to try and express here um is that there is a very big difference between you know for example touching yourself to wash your hair and wash your body in the shower versus touching yourself to um and not sexually i'm talking about sensually yes touching yourself to explore your body to explore the sensations of that and to connect with that and notice how once there's there's an attunement piece and there's a curiosity piece there that makes it such a different experience and we need to be very clear that this is not sexual touch this is a this is my home that I live in, my body, and I want to get to know it and I want to explore it and what does feel nurturing and homely to me, uh, what feels safe for me, and then using that as sort of the the practice and the experience, Mm -hmm. same as we talked about um, art and creativity, not to produce a result or have the artwork itself but to explore it from a perspective of this is self-expression and self-reflection contemplation um, and coming from that really curious space so I think that the practices um, certainly for me what I use is you know pelvic bowl meditation contemplation 
hands on to womb space if that feels safe, self-massage are some of the techniques. But I feel like it can actually look like anything, but we've got to come back to that intention piece um, and that very deep intention of this is a connection with my body, an exploration of my body. And going back to questions like what does sensual self-expression mean to me and what does that look like to me and what does that feel like to me and where does it get uncomfortable and why does it get uncomfortable as well because that's often the exposure of shame pieces around um, we have shame around feeling pleasure within our body and joy within our body in the sense that well what what is the purpose of it if there's not a purpose of it just to experience joy and pleasure um, it's it becomes like, oh, am I allowed to do that? Mm. Yes. And the joy and the pleasure is the human experience. My sense is that such a huge part of why we are in the human form is to have that experience of joy and pleasure across all facets so I'm not specifically even thinking sexually there but joy and pleasure of going for an ocean swim or a walk in the bush or um, you know watching your child play you know all of these pieces that bring so much joy and pleasure into your life I feel so strongly that that is such a huge part of they're having a human experience and I think that's such an important piece to speak more on this distinction that we have somehow made through human conditioning or whatnot that pleasure is related specifically to sex Mm. when pleasure could be any number of other things. Mm-hmm. And what I feel like there's a layer of that too where we, we often fail to give ourselves permission to just absorb the pleasure in the day-to-day that is, like you said, watching your children play, um, soaking up the ocean, swim, um, being amongst nature feeling like it has to be more than that. It can't be as simple as that. But then we spend so much of our time um, searching for an experience of pleasure through other avenues. Um, And so it could be, you know, because we're not engaging with those things and then we're, you know, spending more time at work or on an athletic pursuit or you know somehow trying to better ourselves and be different to what we are and then feeling like we've got to balance that out with something like I don't know a binge eating or finding pleasure in those you know um, guilty indulgences like alcohol or whatever it might be and I'm not wronging those things because I think you can very much consciously choose to be um, engaging with those um, those pleasures and even that word a guilty pleasure yeah like where does that even come from because pleasure and guilt go together right yes um, there's much story around that yeah 
and then um and then when we talk to pleasure and pleasure in the woman's body the mind naturally goes towards sex and Mm. then it's like well sex sells so let's sell the sex but at the same time let's make sex so wrong to enjoy the pleasurable experience of sex because that's that's a bit shameful that could be perceived as um, slutty or whatever the words might be that come up around that and I mean there are so many of those paradoxes that you talked to about you know when when you're a woman in your a woman's body you're meant to present yourself as beautiful and sexually desirable and attractive but if you haven't done that quite in the right way that um is also um not perceived as you're really putting yourself out there sexually because that then becomes well that's slutty um so there's like it's almost like there's a no win situation there for women as well because you you're going um too much in the the wrong direction either way that you go um and so yeah i mean that's a a huge um area of conversation in itself um but yeah going back to yeah that that um the the piece where it is just it's this simple pleasure the simple joy that's got nothing to do with the sex um, that we that we would need ideally connect back to which gives that sensual connection which gives that understanding of the body um and once you really are in touch and in tune with your body then that gives a a completely different sexual experience and I really want to go back to um talking a bit more around to that um the cyclical nature of the the woman and that intuitive piece like should I even be having with sex with this person there's so much there as well Mm. on that I would love you to expand on that lifespan component speaking specifically to send how sensual sensuality sensuality and sex play out over the course of a woman's life cycle so sensuality as a teenager but even sensuality as a child understanding your own body being in touch with your own body being able to move create movement and freedom I mean that that is a form of sensuality movement um and so as we move through from childhood into our teenage years when we most likely become sexually active then uh into uh, perhaps longer-term relationships, marriage for some people, um, you know, for those who then sex as part of the conception process. Um, I mean, there's, you know, and then the list goes on for the rest of a woman's lifespan, right? It's so huge and so diverse. And I really imagine that, and this is not an area that I have delved into in any really way shape or form other than uh through yogic practice and experiencing the embodiment of one's own sexual energy that can arise through practice that has nothing to do with sex 
um, it's an energetic piece. But I know you have dived into looking at women across their lifespan specific to sensuality and sex. Can you speak to that piece? There's so much there, but choose choose a direction. And <laughs> well, I think we can both talk to though some of the narratives and stories that come up societally around those different phases of, of your life. So, and I I often I speak from personal experience too because that's the best experience that I um, can accurately talk to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, childhood, you know, I see my beautiful girls moving their bodies with no judgment and, you know, that's really true, true body connection, sensual connection. It's bringing them joy and pleasure of simply moving their body and not wronging their body. Um, and so we move from that beautiful experience to um, something happens when, you know, internally, I believe, and externally at that sort of teenage year and probably because when we're introduced to our menstrual cycle the way that we are in our western world um, it's not done with a deep appreciation of you are becoming a woman and let's celebrate Mm -hmm. the body Um, and it's that sort of starts of the um, women's body shame experience I mean it probably begins much younger than that Um, but that is a huge piece and then we move into Um, our body changing um, the way it appears and how it feels and what it looks like Um, and rather than using that as an experience of we're going through a transition and change let's get to know our body as it is now on a very you know um, like just get to know your body we start to wrong it and society starts to wrong it you know maybe you got hips now or you got boobs but your boobs are too small or your boobs are too big or you know there's these um these wronging of our body so we feel like we have to hide it so rather than the encouragement be let's connect to it um we have we're trying to tone it down and um mm. push it away um somehow rather than what if we could embrace okay we're we're being introduced to this um, phenomenal cycle um, where our experience of our body will change with these hormonal fluctuations that we experience and how can you attune to your body such that you know what you need in each moment in from a physical level so how do you like to move your body during those different times How do you need to nourish your body differently during those different phases of your cycle? And how would you like to interact sexually through those different phases of your cycle? Because Mm. certainly, and I know this is a big one for women, um, is, for example, uh, during different phases of your menstrual cycle where your breasts might feel tender in a more actually if we're having sex and you start to um you know approach my breast area I'll be like whoa no that actually doesn't feel good Mm -hmm. whereas at different phases of your cycle it might actually be um intense pleasure for a woman to have her you know breasts um you know touched and 
um, explored. And so unless we've tuned into our body, how do we expect the person that we're with and in, in, in intimate relationship with to understand that, oh, actually there is a cyclical nature to this. There is, there's different transitions that your body will move through. Sometimes you will like that and sometimes you won't. And it doesn't mean that the partner is doing anything wrong as such in quotation marks. It's that how you experience it in your body is different. And so then we move to uh, perhaps conception and then, uh, you know, the, the, there's something that happens in my personal experience where you go from um, sex was more, uh, <laughs> it is a form of, you know, pleasure and enjoyment, connection um, to I want to have a baby. <laughs> I want to have a baby like I want to be pregnant now um, and that, um almost you know I was quite um lucky in my experience that you know falling pregnant was um you know it happened relatively quickly for me um but I know even for women who've had the experience of you know that that constant disappointment where um they wanted to become pregnant and they haven't become pregnant um and then I mean I don't want to move into um miscarriage and because all of those things become a completely different conversation altogether but when we don't nurture those disappointments and we don't express and we don't have a way to move through them energetically um this is where pelvic tension and uh mm -hmm. disinterest in sex and things like that can start to um show itself and build but we, we feel like, oh, we can never really remember when that started to happen. Mm. Um, but it could be through those experiences of, um, you know, wanting um, things to be a particular way or experiencing a trauma. Um, and then we, we didn't ever have a safe space to share that or express that because we never held that space for ourselves and even acknowledged it to begin with. Mm. Um, yeah, and then, I mean, let's move on to, say, pregnancy and then postpartum. Um, there's this women, and I often work with post postnatal women who have this desire to want to have a desire for sex, but they have a complete disinterest in sex. Mm. And often from um, when we're exploring what's that piece, it comes back to their birth experience, birth trauma, not having felt safe and connected to their body uh, in their birthing experience and um, also not having moved yet through another transition of our life cycle and a phase with the space that we need to reconnect and get to know our bodies because, like you said, that's the piece that we miss. We miss that and it's like we move through a new transition transition phase. We're getting to know a whole new body. Like it's been always our own um, body that's continuously evolving and changing. But when we don't get to know it on that sensual connection, basic connection level, then it changes so dramatically and the little that we did know now is so foreign and different 
And so that is then, okay, my experience of sex becomes so foreign and different and it just continues to escalate. Mm. It's like the body connection piece is so core. It's like the core ingredient. It's like if you were baking a cake and you put all of the ingredients in except for the flour and you put it in the oven, I mean, you would not end up with a cake. You would end up with a big mess. <laughs> and, and, you know, that's when I hear you speak about it really, you can bring it all back to that foundational piece of body connection as the missing part that, or that's, that's been skipped over. Um, that brings up two feelings. One, that this feeling of excitement because it is, it can be such a simple piece. And also it brings up uh, this sense that If we had appropriate community and education at all phases of a woman's life cycle, that that would also be very helpful. Uh, and just hearing you speak then, you know, the diversity and the scope of being woman is so huge right I mean just when you think about the process energetically and physiologically of conception pregnancy postpartum motherhood all wrapped up into the space of you know if if people um, do fall pregnant quickly all wrapped that whole process is all wrapped up in under 12 months and yet you have shifted through conception pregnancy postpartum and intimate four massive stages of a woman's life cycle in under 12 months mm -hmm. totally and i'm experiencing for the third time pregnancy and sex during pregnancy and how that even across the nine or so months is like I say to my my husband I just need to take a moment because I need to get to know my body and what it wants and what it feels good right now because mm -hmm. this um, I feel really foreign and I mean that's the conversation that I can have um, and it doesn't, it doesn't not feel uncomfortable for me and it doesn't not feel vulnerable for me, mm. but it's part of my practice now is that, oh, okay, this doesn't feel how it did even <laughs> two days ago, three days ago, because it feels so different in my body now. I need to take a moment and to what would feel good. And I need to pause and ask myself that. And then so when we can just see pregnancy as the huge changes and transitions and then birth 
And then there's this, women feel this need to, um, you know, there's this magic six weeks that exists. Mm. (laughs) I don't know who Mm -hmm. made it up. Um, But even that is like, oh, I feel like by now I should be feeling ready to have sex again after um, having just had this massive experience of childbirth. And actually, in my experience with many women, for some reason, there's this four years post Mm. birth is when they're like, I feel quite ready now to explore the sex piece that has been missing in my life. Um, I've had this complete disinterest in sex and I feel ready now that I've got the time and space and it's probably the age of the child where they become more independent that, okay, Mm. now I've got time and space, but I feel like the, you know, if we created time and space much earlier, but it comes back to, like you said, simple body connection. So this is where when we were talking before, it's got actually nothing to do with the sex, but we often explore through the lens of, but there's something wrong with my sex drive or there's something wrong with um, my relationship or um, maybe it's my body needs to be different. You know, there's the pelvic pain piece or whatever it might be, but we look at it through a lens of it's about the sex and it's about the physical body. And it's not about those two things necessarily. It's actually often about the energetic body, the emotional body, the processing of transition phases and getting to know, okay, what's here now? We're evolving all the time. We're changing significantly. And if we get back to be in tune with that, those things that seem elusive come back to that um, body-led piece, that intuitive piece, that body's wisdom piece, that it will show you the way if we create the time and space to become curious with a gentle approach. Why conversations like this are so important because if I think about just the postpartum piece, if women felt like they had the community and the support and the informed education around topics such as this, in those earlier postpartum days, we wouldn't get four years down the line and have been having sex that hasn't been enjoyable, that has felt like it's been a practice of obligation, perhaps, you know, there would be an opportunity to shift that much, much earlier for women. It reminds me of, like, how strange it is to me, only thinking about this really now, how strange it is to me that that I'm sure how much sex is perhaps done um, out of obligation rather than through desire and I think how crazy that is because if you it would be like running going running when you just don't like running but you're like no nope, no nope, I've you know my my friend or my partner has said they want to run three times a week so we're running three times a week and every time you're like oh 
I don't want to go for a run again. Like I just, I'm not a runner. I don't like running. Um, it's too hot. I get eaten by mosquitoes, like whatever it is. And I just think when you put it in that context, people would look at that and say, well, you just wouldn't run. Like, why are you doing that? You wouldn't go for that run, right? It's so easy to put it in that context and say, well, you wouldn't do it. You just wouldn't do it. And so I wonder if your sense is that women are continuing to have sex out of some form of obligation and obligation might not even not in the context of obligation um, more in more an internal obligation rather than a, a rather than any form of um, external expectation is what I want to just clarify there um, that if women felt like they had access to this type of information and conversation and support and community and were in touch with knowing that there is or that something's not quite in alignment if we would really start to see shifts in that space. Absolutely we would because that's what I get to witness in my work, which I, this is why I'm, you know, now talking about this topic, which two, three years ago wouldn't have felt comfortable because it didn't, you know, I didn't realise how powerful it was. Mm -hmm. but yes you know women often say to me you know that they they have they have sex out of a a sense of but I want I want there's two things to probably way more than two sides to this but there's the piece of I actually want to feel connected to my husband mm -hmm. I want to have the desire to connect with my partner um and so I actually want to have sex, even though everything in my body says no. Yes. Um, I still want to have that experience. There's, a, there's a, that yearning. And then there is also the piece of, and I want to um, do it to please my husband or to be, you know, in connection with him. And they always say to me, but he understands and he would he would never pressure me. And so that clarification, you know, that sort of came through for you then is the same clarification. Like there is no external pressure here. It's mm. what I sense internally that I want it to be different. Yes. Um, and then, yes, because we don't have the access to these conversations and the body connection practices, uh we approach it from a way sometimes and I'm talking about we as women as a collective you know that maybe if we just got on with it and you know we did it then somehow something will click and something will change um yes or we have the narratives around oh you know once you've got children once you're married you know you just don't you know, sex just changes, your experience of sex changes, um, 
you know, you either don't have time for it, um, you, you know, the kids are always, you know, some of them, it, it is reality, right? Sure. Um, you know, the kids are in the bed, you don't have time, you don't have the energy, blah, blah, blah. But when you combine those narratives with a expectation that, well, something's just, maybe it's my body, there's something wrong, maybe I've just pushed past this and um, it will somehow iron itself out and then the internal expectations and then the desire that I wish it wanted to be different and again all of these pieces and the missing pieces connect back to your body get mm -hmm. to know your body and it is as simple as that when I say simple doesn't mean it's not challenging doesn't mean it's not going to have you know times where it's completely confronting um, it will cause confusion but again, coming back to, but if we're curious and kind and gentle in our approach, we don't have any expectation of when this is going to be different. We're just exploring and letting ourselves know it could be different and I want it to be different. So I'm going to take this time to explore for myself. Uh, yeah, and so it is the pieces of having these conversations and sharing the practices and the practices can be whatever it is for that woman to connect back to her body you know that's as simple as it is this is my sense and i'll get your sense as well that we wrap up this conversation here and we put this in two parts we have this body connection sensuality beautiful episode for women to start and then we come back and we record an episode where we focus and we speak more to the sex piece and that this is like not skipping the step this is like doing the body connection sensuality piece first and then we get to the sex piece. So yeah. we, we structure it in a way that is exactly what we've been talking about. You start here with this exploration and then we get to the sex piece. But we mm. don't start with the sex piece. Totally, totally, totally. And, yeah, I feel like we've, we've you know, we have touched on both, but there are there is way, like, like you said at the start, this is a huge conversation. There are so many ways and avenues that we could go. Um, but I think that, you know, we've made the, um, made it very clear that it, it is about the body connection and the sensual self-connection. And that is, you know, that's a total gem to walk away with, to contemplate and to ask some of those powerful questions like how do I connect with myself in a sensual way? What does sensuality mean to me? Where am I giving myself permission to experience joy and pleasure in my body and feeling connected to my body? What does that look like for me? Where could I invite more? Um, you know, and that's the exploration that I invite um, women to take away from this conversation and um, like you said, with these conversations, 
take it away and integrate and have your own personal lens, um, you know, just sort of be with it for a while. And what that will bring up for each woman, of course, it will be different, um, but so much. There's so much already. So much. It's been such a diverse, interesting, such an interesting topic uh, to speak to for myself and I know other women will find it so valuable as well. So I so appreciate, as always, your depth of understanding and willingness to have these conversations in this much depth and detail. And I look forward to having many, many more of these with you and, of course, to really dive into more depth around just the sex piece as a part two to this conversation. Awesome. I cannot wait. And um, I love these conversations because this is the nature of conversation. The more that we talk about this, there's even pieces that clarity of like, oh, I can understand that even at a, at a new level now. Um, and that's the, that's the piece, the power of the conversation piece. So thank you. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Wholeness Podcast. We invite you to look at the show notes where you'll find reflective questions and links to practices that accompany this episode. Join our community on Instagram by searching Wholeness Podcast, all one word, and join the Embodied Woman Club, spelt W-O-M-B-A-N, on Clubhouse, where we invite you to share in real-time, multidimensional conversations about women's health matters.